The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold. I hope everyone had an opportunity to listen to episodes 118 and 119. And as I promised, today for episode 120, we have Wide Awake Jim back on the show. And he is going to, folks, in 12 minutes cover 196 documents this is a world record we're going for now ladies and gentlemen uh wide awake jim is here if you have not had the opportunity to i recommend you go back and listen to episodes 80 and 88 episode 80 was four hours originally broken up into eight parts i put it out on the public side podcast in full for you guys so you can listen to that straight through i don't know you're gonna have to scroll back through apple podcasts or google or amazon wherever you listen but i put that out in full so you don't have to listen to it broken up i did the same thing with episode 88 which is two hours and we go through the climate change hustle jim presents all of his documents charts graphs to prove the climate change hustle is in fact a hustle it's a lie admitted to by the united nations and all the other folks that are involved with that now we're going to start going through a lot of documents coming out of the u.n bank for international settlements a lot of the stuff we've covered here over the last 15 or 20 episodes as i told you i was prepping for jim to come back on so this way we had reviewed the panel discussions by bis by the international monetary fund and others and this way when jim's talking about this you should have a solid understanding of the foundation of this material so there's a lot here folks also if you want to join us over at pain.tv slash gold it's less than nine dollars a month you can join you get access to the ad-free video version of the dust and gold standard and on episode 80 and 88 we had the young bucks over at pain.tv post all of jim's pdfs and charts and graphs so you guys can get access to all that you can download those on there if you want to look at it so let me introduce jim for those of you that don't know him uh that are going to go back and listen to 80 and 88 for the rest of you that do know jim from the thomas Payne podcast from mike moore's hotwire and from the dust and gold standard just hang with us for a couple of minutes and then we will get into the new material jim thank you very much for coming by the show again we appreciate it i know you've been traveling for work you've been busy celebrating christmas and probably making a lot of money in the oil and gas royalties sector so how are you today sir good dustin good to be back um yeah i've been gone a while so i apologize you know trying to run a business and the holidays and and traveling and reading just a few documents, uh, it's taken so long <laughs> to get back on your show. <laughs> now, what I'm going to do, folks, which I normally don't do, I'm taking off the Superman cape, which comes in the form of these gold aviator sunglasses today, because I've got to flip through 
a lot of documents. I prepped you guys over the last several episodes as the emails were pouring in from Jim. <laughs> I would say to you guys, uh-oh, he just sent another 58 documents. <laughs> now what? And so we spoke yesterday, as I mentioned on yesterday's podcast, we spoke on the phone for a couple hours, talked about this. So there's a lot of material to go through. And I think, Jim, before we get started, just for the people tuning in for the first time, or maybe they, maybe they only listen to a few shows, I mentioned you're in the oil and gas royalties business, which is what uh, what sparked your interest in this stuff, because you were trying to prove to yourself uh, and to anyone that you were going to, say, sell this investment vehicle to, and for your own personal investments, that the green sector, the solar panels, the electric cars, the batteries, and all that stuff, was not going to put oil and gas out of business. And that's how you started actually doing all of this research over the past year or so, correct? That's correct. Um, I basically, I mean, in my head, I knew, uh, but I wanted to go, I, I always... I don't want to speculate. I'm not a scientist. You know, I always like to look at source documents, uh, you know, but I had read enough physics of energy um, documents and reports over the years of being in the oil and gas business and really since 2010 to know that the reason oil is used for, for the products it's used for and the reason natural gas is used for what it's used for and same with coal is it has to do with energy density and it's all physics. So I, I kind of had a hunch that it was all a bunch of BS. Um, but I, as you said, you know, the last thing I want to do is put people into an investment, let alone my own investments, uh, that are going to vanish in 10 years if they if they have their way or if, if what they say was actually really going to come to fruition. So I had to go do that homework. Yeah, and that makes total sense. I mean, it was funny because you were telling me about someone you had met uh, through the pain dot. TV platform, I believe. You know, it's a big community of folks over there. There's a couple thousand people. For those of you who are interested, I would think about signing up at pain.tv slash gold because you're going to get access to a like-minded group of folks and people are sharing investment opportunities, gardening tips, farming. I mean, it really is a great community. But you had said, someone had mentioned it, said, wait, man, how do you have time to do all this research into this quote-unquote political stuff or conspiracy stuff when you have a business to run? And you said, what you talking about that is my business like if i didn't do due diligence then i'd be going out there as you just mentioned selling something to people that could very I'm well no be different than a used car salesman or a snake oil salesman if i don't do do my homework exactly and i think just as a recap in your own words with episodes 80 and 88 that we covered here and you've covered a lot of content over at the thomas Paine podcast on a mike moore's Hotwire, which is his uh highest level tier of membership at pain.tv slash gold but you were saying uh like here we basically with everything that you showed and this was all their words all their documents coming out of the un coming out of uh all these different branch off organizations funded by the climate hustle the whole thing essentially is a big giant fake industry i mean yes it's generating money and yes there are people making money in it yes there are people like grifters that know that it's fake inside there there are the others that don't they just go to work in a cubicle they're a secretary at a company that does solar panels but what what would you say the thesis is on those first two episodes you know what what did you prove well first thing we proved is that the green grift is never going to happen. The reason it's a green grid, wind and solar 
are never going to take over as the number one electricity supply. Uh, and it's not just me speculating. This comes again from their documents. Uh, you know, there's a geology survey of Finland. Um, this, this, the, the lead scientist is all about energy transition. And he flat out says this is never going to happen. We, we have to find 42 times or 42,000% the amount of lithium. And for every one lithium mine or any mine for that matter, any metal doesn't matter for every one producing mine that becomes, you know, uh, where you can economical and actually produce stuff. You got to find a thousand deposits. This just never going to happen. And, and, and they want it to happen, but it's not going to happen. So we prove that that it is a lie. It is to socially engineer people into what they want. Again, you've talked to your audience. They're well aware of, of what the end goal is with the CBDC chip in their hand. Nobody would accept that. And so I think people need to understand you have to start at the end and work backwards to figure out what's going on today. If you try to analyze what's going on today without knowing the end result, it's really complicated. But if you start at the end result of the CBDC chip in your hand and work backwards and know problem, reaction, solution, it's actually quite simple. And so all those documents that we went through in 80 and 88 were, were a couple of things. We proved that wind and solar and electric vehicles and all that's never going to work. It's all just a sales pitch to socially engineer people into carbon credits. And, and secondly, oil and gas really isn't going anywhere. They're sinking billions and billions and hundreds of billions of dollars into this stuff. And they're not just going to let it evaporate. Yes, exactly. So uh, let me ask you this, because you mentioned uh, you had said there, uh, just a generality, they would like to see it happen. Now, would you say the guys at the top, like the, the top dog social engineering class, they know that it's not going to happen and that it was never going to happen. Would you say sort of the scientists, you know, the lab geeks, the true believers along the way, they're the ones who would love to see, you know, it happen, like where wind and solar and batteries overtake oil and gas. Like they're the ones, the worker bees, you know, people just like you and me that are sucked into this industry. They went to college for it. I mean, they would be sort of the true believer worker bees that would love to see it happen. Although they don't realize the guys at the top of the food chain have no intention of ever making it happen. I think it depends on the scientists you're listening to because, you know, there's scientists in, say, the field of climatology that are on both sides of the aisle ideologically. Mm. Um, some believe it. Some don't believe it. You got, you know, we what we learned the last two years, if you didn't already know it, a lot of people learned the funding for medical research under the Fauci CoronaCon, right, model that if you don't play ball the way they want you to play, then they're going to take your funding away. So you've got scientists that are just playing ball to keep their career, right? So it, it depends. And, and for people that, you know, really want to understand this stuff, what we've presented in 80 and 88, what we're going to present over the next few shows is it's their words, it's their documents, it's their science, it's their data. 95% of what we're going through is their stuff. It's 5% maybe speculating as to how the puzzle pieces fit together, but they give us the puzzle pieces. Exactly. And that, that's the same thing as my audience knows uh, that I do here with all the content I cover. I use their articles, their white papers, their panel discussions, their speeches, their yeah. lectures, their books, you know, and 
basically what you're doing is just analyzing that stuff and then connecting the dots because you may have a document from bank for international settlements here and then a document from international monetary fund here no one ever put those two together and then people say well where'd you get that information oh you want me to tell you it came from a new york times journalist no i'm the journalist i'm the guy who took that and took that and put the two together because no one else did so that's really all we're doing we're taking all the pieces of the puzzle that they give us and connecting them together. Now, my guess on this is that the majority of the people that work inside of the grift, inside of the hustle, aren't doing that. They don't know that. They don't They're know. just one scientist yeah. at one lab supported by one think tank or one organization. They don't know all this other stuff that's going on. Like when you found the geological survey from Finland that we covered here in, I believe that was episode 80, that was mind-blowing. I mean, mind-blowing stuff where they're telling the people in their own scientific community that, wait a second, what's going on? <laughs> we can't accomplish this. There's not enough of this material yeah. Or enough of this uh i mean it's it's mind-blowing material when you actually find it but yet the grift still continues and i think the whole industry is created and the grift is allowed to go on because that's what creates buy-in from a large sector of the population like you have said before the tesla cars the ev cars all that are really just marketing you see them on the road you see the windmills in texas when you're driving down the road these disgusting windmills that destroy the uh the view as you're driving down the highways. Um, that's all part of the marketing because then people go, oh, green is real. Look, there's 12 windmills over there on the side of the highway. They're obviously working to do this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they're not spending the money on all the, all this stuff. I mean, look at you and I've talked offline about the, the smart cities, right? Everybody's heard the term by now, smart cities. Well, what does that mean? Well, essentially, it means the total surveillance state, like the China model, with, with uh, you know, facial recognition cameras and all kinds of sensors and stuff. And if you go, just drive around your hometown, look at all the new gadgets and lights at, at intersections. Look, if you're on the interstate, look at all those big, giant, I don't know, two, three hundred foot lights they're putting up that look like little spaceships. And then on the every exit on and off ramp. They've got three brand new street lights. Well, if you look all that stuff up, it's not just lights. They've got cameras. They've got sensors. And then one of the BIS documents that we're going to go through uh, talks about that we uh, those those uh, that technology is not just tracking humans. It's also collecting carbon data. Isn't that yeah, interesting? It, I mean, so no. this stuff is real. They are putting it up. Whether they get to implement it, who knows? No, I know. Well, it is crazy because you took a road trip uh, the last couple weeks of the year. And the next thing you know, because you had just started studying that stuff. And the next thing you know, you're sending uh, Marie Albanese, co-host of the Thomas Paine podcast on Fridays and me, all your spy videos of their spy cameras. <laughs> and once, See, once your brain is locked into this stuff and you know it's you there, see it everywhere. you cannot unsee it. It's like this is no. the truth about being awoken from the Matrix. Like once you're unplugged from the Matrix, you can see it. And and uh, that a lot of that went up during COVID land, the high school theater production when yep. they had everyone locked down. All of a sudden, there were smart poles everywhere. There was a story back when, the, was it Christmas? Two years ago, when the guy in Nashville tried to blow up the AT&T building. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was living there at the time, and I didn't have internet for a couple of days. But the story that should have came out of that 
was they had these smart poles there. So all of a sudden, in all the news, they go, well, they use the smart poles to try to direct him out of his truck and everything. And I'm like, smart poles? What the hell are smart poles? And I remember that was the first time I looked those up. And I said, when did they start installing these things all over Nashville? Where was the vote from the town council on this? Uh, that's the weird kind of technology that's going up all over the place. But you're right. Uh, after you sent it to me, it's like, all right, in another 10 or 15 shows, maybe I'll start talking about this. So I started doing research into it. And when you talk about it's real, as in that they're building it, they're manufacturing it, they're installing it. There's already a dozen big companies out there that are building smart poles that have carbon meters on them. They could talk through them. They could blast sound waves through them. They're taking in sound. They're shooting video. They can project out these LED light signals. I mean, all kinds of crazy technology on these things. Yeah, and feel free um, to sh- when you when you post this on on Pain TV for the people that aren't subscribers. Not only do you get links to all the documents, but these documents are highlighted, so it's really easy if you if you want that. Um, but you can post those pictures I sent you, and so people yeah. can see what the gadgets look like, and they can start seeing it in their town and their city. And, and look, the first time I went to or earlier in the year when I went to Texas. And I drive, folks. I don't fly. I'm done with flying unless I have to go across an ocean. Um, From Texarkana to Dallas for 90 miles, these big, giant, spaceship-looking lights were at every off-ramp along the highway, Interstate 30, for 90 miles. I mean, I was in the middle of the country, in the middle of nowhere, a bunch of farms. There was literally nothing at the exit except a road. Nothing. No gas station, no nothing. And these lights are out there. Well, coming back this last time, uh, I noticed that leaving Dallas, going towards Texas, Texarkana, they were starting to fill in the gap. By the time I go again, you know, maybe in late January, early February, who knows? Maybe the whole thing will be full. That's a long ways. They are putting these things up everywhere. My hunch is, and this is a hunch, this is part of the speculation, putting the puzzle pieces together. My hunch is that it's tied to the federal infrastructure road uh, funding because as we learned from technocracy studying technocracy and patrick wood and everybody else that the federal funds don't go from the federal government to the state government or the city local government they go from the federal government to an ngo and those ngos Mm -hmm. are tied to the globalists the elite you know everybody the un everybody the bis everybody involved in the control grid and so in order to get those funds, you have to put up these lights and sensors and smart poles and all this other crap. Yeah, it's it's the same way they did it with federal highway funds years ago. Yeah. They started getting the states addicted to the federal highway dollars. And then once they got them addicted to that, your state's getting a billion, $2 billion a year. The federal government starts saying, well, you're going to have to implement common core in the school system if you want to continue to get the $2 billion yep. in federal highway funds. It's called funds. conditionality in these reports. It's called conditionality. That's exactly what they're referring to. Yeah, no, it's amazing. And the thing is, it's like you just said, uh, this is you're speculating on this, but that is what it could be tied to, you know, the federal infrastructure money. Now, if you wanted to, and I'll probably do it in future shows, it will probably take me a couple hours of digging down a rabbit hole. And guess what? We'll find that. I mean, it'll be there. We'll be able to prove that because everything they do is in writing and they don't hide it. Before you know it, you're going to find out that the company building the polls is so-and-so's cousin and he got the contract. I mean, it's just, it's always there. And whenever I 
have a hunch. I go, let me go look that up. Oh, Peter Thiel's behind it. Look at that. How did I know? It's like, you know. Yeah, it's it's not hard to find either. It's not like I'm I'm digging all over the BIS's website all the time. Lots of times the way I find these reports is I read an article. And in the article, it talks about a report came out from so-and-so, and it had a, has a link to the report. Well, I don't care what the journalist writing the article says about the report. I could care less. So I want to read the report for myself. I'll make my own dis- decisions on, on what the report says, right? So that's how I find a lot of these, these reports. And then in the reports, they talk about other groups or other organizations or other reports that I've never heard of. And you go look them up. And that's how you go down the rabbit holes. It's the actual source documents. I literally could care less what some journalist says about a report. Exactly. As much as I could care less about a politician in D.C. Yeah, that's that's what happens on this show. I start off wanting to cover a topic real quick for the audience, and then the next thing you know, that episode spans over four episodes because I'm in the middle of reviewing an article. I go, huh, what's this article they're referencing? Oh, what's this document they're talking about? Before you know it, you have 39 documents to read. All right, let's take a look um, at this. Well, outline. I hate to tell your audience, you know, I shared you with, with us in this, this book written by uh, – uh, <laughs> Anthony Sutton called the Federal Reserve conspiracy. It's 80 pages and it's so good. It's probably the best thing ever written on the Federal Reserve and it's factual. He's going to read the whole book to you. So sorry, folks. No, I I actually mentioned that the other day that you sent that over to me. And I said, I'm kind of online looking to see if I could find a first edition of this. But I said, "Um, I am going to read it. But what I decided is, because Jim said it's so good that I'm going to want to read it to you. Then the first time I read it is going to be when I read it to you. Why read it twice? That's how I look at it. (laughs) All right. So let's pull up. It's it's outstanding. So this was a basic... um, outline and again folks there's 196 documents and these are pieces that jim has pulled out of articles uh white papers research papers annual reports all this stuff they're all broken down and highlighted so i said to jim how are we going to go through this because he always comes to the show with like a detailed outline if i break from the outline he threatens to torture me no i mean so so he said well i've got some basic themes here we're going to discuss So let me start with that, and then we'll start working our way through these documents and try to make sense of all this stuff for you. So, Jim, why don't you explain this outline that we have up on the screen for the folks over at pain.tv slash gold. Yeah, cool. So a lot of these – so here's what we're going to go through. We're going to go through some articles, some just graphs, um, a lot of documents from the BIS, documents from the United Nations, and – sister or uh, related organizations that fall under one of their umbrellas and there's so many documents that it's just really it would take forever to organize them in a in a in a fashion so what i think made the most sense was to i jotted these themes down as i was going through these documents and so that way we, there's no particular order of the documents we're going to go through but they'll you'll you'll see these themes maybe you'll find some more you know let let dustin know if you find other common themes in here this is what stood out to me. So essentially, <laughs> uh, all of this is to save the poor and the indigenous peoples from climate change because the global temperature is wreaking havoc on uh, the southern hemisphere, not so much the northern hemisphere. For some reason, it's like it's like smart corona, coronavirus knows that to attack people in a restaurant <laughs> when they're walking in, but not when they're sitting down eating. Uh, so similar concept. <laughs> 
<laughs> similar yeah, concept and, there. Um, and, and I was going to say, second, Jim, because we talked about that on the show or on the phone yesterday, and that's the same theme that I pointed out to you guys with the Bank for International Settlements panel discussion and the IMF panel discussion where they talk about how they have to bring central bank digital currency to all of these indigenous people in Africa and South America because they're unbanked and they have to make them banked. It's the same exact play. It's the same bumper sticker slogan for climate change. You know, they're coming to save right. the poor and the indigenous people. They were doing just fine until we showed up <laughs> with all of these solutions. But, uh, uh, no, it's right. interesting because you see that uh, being run time and time again. It's just a tug at human emotions and the tug at the heartstrings. Oh, yeah. I mean, the World Bank, if you go on their website, they're there, they're there to um, end poverty. That's their entire mission. Um, but yet not one country that they've quote unquote rescued has come out of poverty. So that's yeah. kind of weird. Yeah, exactly. In the, in, the 80, yeah, in the 80 years, the world bank and the IMF has been in existence. Yeah. They haven't uh, solved poverty yet. Yet they yeah, have access to all Not one developing country has become developed over their entire existence. <laughs> not one. Exactly. Yeah. And so folks, keep in mind too, the very end game here is a carbon uh, credit, economic system no more dollars carbon credits is the new quote-unquote money um and it's a cbdc chip in your hand so you have to think okay how do you get people to want to do that or sign up for that you have to socially engineer them to, to take to take that as well as a vaccine id or passport uh in that cbdc chip in your hand so think about that's the end result how do you create the problems to socially engineer people into that trap um, think about that as we're going through all these documents. Yeah, and, and just before you move to number two, let me just throw this in there quick so people know, because we were covering a lot of this uh, in the past, like, 20 episodes uh, since you were on in 88. You sent me into this freaking rabbit canyon of CBDC and all this stuff. What Jim just said is so true. They have to engineer everyone into it, and that goes back to the original definition of technocracy, which is the science of social engineering. They're going to engineer you into this technological prison planet system. I mean, that is the goal. The other thing is people have to willingly accept it. You know, some of us will be pushed into it, coerced into it more than others, but they have to get people to accept it. They don't want to do this with guns and military. It will totally defeat the purpose if they have to come to your door with machine guns and drag you out on the street and chip you on your front lawn. That That's not what they want to do. They take the long road so, to socially engineer people into this stuff. Right. And perfect example of what's going on in the local news and the national news on a nightly basis. What do you see? Violence in New York, violence in Chicago, violence in Philadelphia, violence in all these major cities. Well, go look at, go to Zero Hedge. There's an article literally today quoting New York City mayor that people look at these, all these cameras that we have up as Big Brother's watching us. He, no, he goes, no, Big Brother's here to save you, to keep <laughs> you safe. He literally says this and they're using facial recognition. Again, that's the China model. Okay, nobody, just like the chip in your hand, nobody, left or right, doesn't matter what side of the aisle you are, nobody really wants that type of surveillance state in the major cities. So they have to create crime so bad that it justifies it. Yeah. And that, then, and then, and it, the crime's not going to go away. They're going to make that, it worse to justify it. 
Right. And then, and then you have people like my father, God bless his soul, Fox News conservative. He's been on this show, so now I can publicly uh, talk crap about him. But my father, who was a former cop, right, so he always sides with the cops, he will say to me on day one, oh, you know, this is ridiculous. The mayor is turning people against the cops, and now they're incentivizing crime. They're allowing people to run around and commit crimes. But then, as soon as one of Peter Thiel's cameras with facial recognition, like his company Clearview AI is doing, catches some guy, some random guy, basically propaganda that comes out of New York City, who pushed someone into a subway, my father goes, damn right for those AI cameras. I said, well, who installed those? Wasn't that the same mayor that you were just complaining about yesterday that's against police and he's pro-crime? He's the same guy who was in charge when they installed facial recognition? You don't connect the two, that the idea is to push people away from actual human policing into the idea of facial recognition, dystopia policing I, I, but see that's there's a disconnect where some people just can't put the two together it doesn't make any sense to me because you and i can see it i'm sure the people in the audience can see it but there's just so many people out there that can't connect the two that they're constantly well, socially engineering you deeper into maybe, a technocratic system just maybe after you read anthony sutton's book on there people will re- <laughs> people, when people realize everything they were taught in history in school was was a bunch of crap <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> and how Woodrow Wilson was installed by the bankers to get the Federal Reserve Act passed, <laughs> literally installed. Uh, then you maybe start to realize that the person in the White House doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. And, and this the big picture for everyone. Again, the stuff we do here isn't to, uh, you know, black pill you so that you run under your bed and, and cry yourself to sleep. It's because people are talking about solutions and goals and how to solve some of the problems. And until you actually understand your enemy, where they came from, where they're at right now, and where they're going in the future, you can't put realistic goals together and you can't work yeah. towards achieving those goals until you actually understand what's coming. I, I've been saying on the show, I don't believe necessarily that uh, there's going to be a worldwide revolt. But you can solve a vast majority of these problems in your personal life if you actually understand what's coming. If you snapped your fingers and everyone in this world understood what this system is, there still might be 50% of people who agree with it. And they go, listen, I want to be told what to do. I like being a slave. That's fine. So 50% of the people want it. It's going to be very hard for you to get rid of the whole entire system. As Jim just explained with the climate grift, that's one piece of this puzzle. It goes to show why so many people are on board. Why? Because they let the money flow through the grift and everyone down to your neighbor who's a salesman for a solar panel company is getting paid. He gets a paycheck. That's how he's been engineered into the system. So this is how they manipulate everyone. But you could do things in your life, and we're going to eventually talk more about this over the next few months, in your life to escape this. We've been talking a lot about it here. I've given you some of the tips that Jim has talked about. I talked to you yesterday about going analog, about using cash, avoiding using your debit card for small transactions all over town. These are things you can actually do to protect and insulate yourself and your family. These are the real solutions to the actual problems that we're facing.